Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Fellas, 2020 has made it hard for us to stay as hygienic as we should be. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easy to turn your bathroom into your own private dong salon. Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they've just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with the advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Waterproof technology also allows you to groom in the shower and up for 90 minutes. You're probably sitting on the couch with your hand on your balls anyway, so you might as well keep them smelling fresh with the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant designed to defend against below-the-waist odors. When that summer humidity hits, I use this to keep my balls from sticking to my leg. Use the code TRT at checkout and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Basically, all I'm saying is if you love your package, all you have to do is go to their website, hit a few buttons on your phone, and it'll change your life. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. Today, we're talking with Michael. Michael was uh, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at 7 years old, and we're, we're talking a little bit about his story, his journey, how he ended up on testosterone replacement therapy the difficulties associated with diabetes and just mostly diving into his story in future episodes, we'll probably get more specific. Uh, but today we're just kind of introducing him and, and talking about how he got where he is. Um, you can check him out at, uh, on Instagram at the macro diabetic, a couple of announcements. Uh, we might be leaving Facebook as, as far as the testosterone, the TRT community is concerned. They're getting pretty crazy with uh, the moderation of the group, and um, I fear that with some of the the new changes that they've implemented, that they're they're going to end up pushing us out. So, if you're in the group or you're considering joining the group, text TRT to six six eight six six. You can join the mailing list, so you can get the uh, updates whenever we do end up moving, so you know where we went. Uh, as always, check out www.testosteronepodcast.com if you're looking for a doctor, if you're looking for research studies, if you're looking for information on testosterone, blog posts, YouTube videos, podcast episodes, that kind of thing. Clearlycona.com has the world's most powerful CBD gummy. These things are pretty great. I use them. I recommend them. Use promo code TRT at checkout for 20% off. I mean, we can just like officially start right here and I can just say, you know, thanks, Michael, for coming on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story, and then go from there. We don't have specific questions. It'll just be really conversational, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. So um, I guess this whole thing really started uh, with, well, diabetes, really. I was diagnosed at seven years old, and a couple different factors uh, really came into, you know, obviously no one really ever suspects diabetes being a thing. Um, Two things in my life that had sort of been consistent, kind of reared their heads um, to indicate that something was wrong, was that I was always sick as a kid and not so much the, you know, a child has a stomach ache sort of thing. I was literally 
most nights, um, kind of from what I can remember, I was waking up out of a sound sleep, uh, throwing up. And um, we thought, of course, that maybe there were some food allergies, things like that, but we weren't really sure. And um, the other thing was maybe a couple nights a week, I was, um, again, at like six, seven years old, I was waking up uh, having like wet the bed, which I don't think at that age is a very common thing. So, you know, obviously when your blood sugars are high for too long, your body is trying to find a way to excrete that glucose in the bloodstream or in the system. And that was just this way of doing it. So had a, uh, some routine blood tests done to figure out what was wrong. And, and it was like, yeah, I, you know, I have diabetes. Um, for most of my life, I would like to say that I was very health conscious as all diabetics should be, but you know, in high school and stuff like that, it was not, it was more of an afterthought, I guess. I was just focused on being a kid, having fun. Um, you know, I guess I didn't really have like an unhealthy or super sedentary life, but I didn't really have any um, like super active sports hobbies or anything. I wasn't into any of that. I actually, actually was in and out of bands for a couple of years, um, smoked cigarettes, things like that. And as a diabetic, that's kind of a double whammy on your health, having to, you know, already worry about, food and, and blood sugar control and stuff. And it wasn't until I was around 20, I want to say about 24 years old, where a uh, job that I was working had laid me off. And I thought, well, I could sit around and, um, you know, eat emotionally, get fat and just kind of wait for another job to come along or I can, you know, take this time to take charge of my health. So it was kind of interesting because I just, pretty much quit smoking cold turkey, um, which is something I hadn't ever done. But I kind of coupled that at the same time with exercise. I just started like a um, couple times a week, I would go use the treadmill at like our fitness center or whatever. And I was I was um, kind of getting into more physically active things to take care of my body. I stumbled onto some resources. Um, a writer named Mike Matthews who uh, wrote a book called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. He had a website at the time. Um, he opened up a supplement company. He was really my way into fitness, nutrition, health, just everything um, that kind of threw me down the rabbit hole of researching all of these things, right? And so progress um, as far as fitness and everything seemed good started working out. I actually like had my own home bench set up sort of thing. And, um, I guess you're wondering when this all starts to spiral downward. So <laughs> it wasn't for, um, for a couple of years, uh, I started kind of taking more notice of like Instagram and social media and stuff like that, which isn't something I ever paid attention to, but I, I started getting into like the fitness space, I guess it was right. So but I also started noticing things like, um, I don't know, I'm sure you guys are familiar, but with like the whole, if it fits your macros, uh, sure. diet lifestyle sort of thing and how, you know, as long as you're hitting your calories and macros, it really doesn't matter what you eat. You can eat pop tarts all day if you want and stuff like that. And, uh, not that I was super careless about stuff like that, eating candy and whatnot, but I did fall into some bad habits, um, especially with, um, you know, the types of foods I was eating. I was a big 
still kind of am a big cereal guy. So I had processed sugars working against me for a while. And um, there was some personal stuff that came up um, that caused me to pretty much not sleep. I was getting like four hours of sleep a night. uh, But to alleviate any stress I had going on and anxieties in my life, I was training like seven days a week. And um, so I've got all these things working against me. Energy levels were low. Um, obviously, you guys are, you know, familiar with the brain fog and not being able to focus and stuff like that. And it wasn't until I was in the middle of a uh, fat loss phase in 2018 that I decided to have my testosterone levels done. And um, I actually have the stats pulled up here. So in a reference range of 250 to 1100 my total was 248 wow and um free in a reference of 46 to 224 it was 16.4 and uh my shbg in a reference of 10 to 50 was 68 and um you know me not being well versed on testosterone and how to how to bounce back from anything like that i just thought well I get myself out of this fat loss phase, if I start eating calories normally again and uh, stop training seven days a week, I'm sure it'll will uh, resolve itself. And uh, I should have followed up with my doctor after that test, but I didn't. And I just kept going about my business, hoping that it would turn around and it kind of did a little bit. But um, I still noticed the just low energy levels. I always like in the middle of work, my lunch breaks were spent like napping in my car because I was so tired all the time. I would, but you know, I wasn't able to sleep. I was going to bed at like nine, ten o'clock at night and waking up at like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, like clockwork. I wouldn't even need an alarm or anything like that. It was really weird. I still kind of follow that routine. I'm still up by like three or four o'clock in the morning, but I am sleeping around eight hours. Um, Anyway, so earlier this year was the big kicker, right? So gyms started closing up and everything like that. I was working out from home. I started noticing nagging pains, um, particularly in my shoulders, um, which actually kind of stemmed from an injury months prior. I was in the gym benching. I finished a set and something just didn't feel right. And by the end of the week, I felt so I was like, all right, I pulled something, you know, I'll be careful. It never went away. And um, then all of a sudden, working out from home and stuff, like my back is killing me. My feet are killing me. Um, My body felt like it was breaking down. Like I, I thought I was dying. Seriously. Finally went and got it checked out. I had torn both my labrums and uh, torn both my rotator cuffs. Um, My feet there, uh, I don't remember exactly. It wasn't specifically like a tear, but there was fluid in the joints and slight calcifications on the left side. Not uh, good by any means. So my um, non-orthopedic surgeon I was seeing at the time who tested me, he um, gave me a couple different injections of his like homeopathic and ozone. And um, that, that kind of helped. Um and, uh, you know, we started looking at my diet. He said, you know, I want a full hepatitis panel done. I want, you know, check your, uh, I don't ever remember how to pronounce these, but uh, amylase and lipase levels uh, for the pancreas and gallbladder. And those came back really elevated. So just to give you guys an idea, 
in a reference range of 21 to 101, uh, my analyst levels were 127. And then in a reference range of 7 to 60, my lipus levels were 196. And basically that says I have acute pancreatitis, um, which is just inflammation of the pancreas. And it's uh, not mutually exclusive with having diabetes. And um, it all just kind of hit me well. Pancreas and gallbladder are connected. Um, my family had, my mother has a slight history of uh, issues with the gallbladder, but I was like, you know what? Maybe it's something I'm still eating. And um, I've always sort of been a high volume eater, you know, and that's kind of the trend in the fitness space these days low calorie, high volume foods. And, uh, so I, I pretty much changed everything I was doing. My nutrition focused on more um, whole foods, stuff that was easy on the digestive system. And I'm still waiting to get those tested again. But uh, then, of course, testosterone. Hey, let's check my testosterone levels, see what they are. I got a check um, on 820, and it was uh, the reference range was actually 264 to 916. And um, my total testosterone was 394, so a little bit on the lower end, but not terrible. And then um, in a reference range of 9.3 to 26.5, my free testosterone was 3.6, so that was pretty bad. And then alternatively or additionally, got my um, SHBG level checked, and in a range of 16.5 to Uh, 55.9, it was 63.8. So... Wow. Any little testosterone my body was making, you know, wasn't able to be utilized or anything. Who were you treating with at that time, or were you the one that was specifically requesting the SHBG be checked? So, yeah, that's uh, the thing that kind of was really irritating through this whole process is that as a type 1 diabetic, we're all, I would say we're prone to low testosterone levels, right? That's just kind of the way it goes for us diabetics. So we have to make sure we watch a lot of those things. And every six months, we're supposed to get our A1C levels checked and just see kind of on average how much sugar is in our blood at any given time. I I haven't always routinely kept up with seeing an endocrinologist because I hate doctors. And um, through all my years of research and going through all the stuff that I have, I just come to find out they really don't know as much as you would <laughs> like them to know you know and yeah. it's kind of like i feel like if you take away the terminology and they're having to treat a variety of different patients i know just as much as they do right mm-hmm. um but in all that time getting my a1c level checked um not once has anybody ever suggested me getting my testosterone level checked I was the one that brought it up to them. So even after you did so, that, was it your idea to check the, the free and the SHBG? I ask because generally when when guys come into the group and they say, oh, my testosterone's low, the only thing they know is their total testosterone. And that's really the least important number. So I'm impressed that either you knew to ask or your doctor knew to check free and the SHBG because those are more important essentially than the, the total number. Was that your endo that did that? Yeah. So, yeah, my endocrinologist. Well, actually, so 
the initial testosterone uh, check was um, done by my non-orthopedic surgeon I was seeing at the time. And, um, you know, that that's kind of the thing with, with different medicines, right? Because he deals a little bit more with both Western and um, alternative medicine. So I would suspect that, you know, he would just know to look for all of those things um, and be comprehensive with the testing. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, I don't, I feel like at this point, um, the relationship I have with my endocrinologist, he would be willing to test both. Um, and thankfully, he's been uh, very helpful on this. I was actually thinking that I would, I would meet a little resistance with him on starting testosterone treatment, but uh, he was all for it. Um, it, it was a little bit fr- frustrating though, having these, uh, the numbers come back on 820 and I met with, uh, the nurse practitioner actually. And, um, it was kind of that, that in between appointment and, uh, they know even less than the doctors because I have seen her probably three or four times and she introduced herself to me cause she couldn't remember who I was, even though I had seen her. And then, uh, Anytime I've gone to see her and she notices that maybe my A1C levels are a little high or my blood sugars are just trending a little high outside the range, she asks me if I take steroids uh, because I guess steroids have that effect on blood sugar. They decrease um, or blunt insulin sensitivity. And I'm just like, lady, look at me. Do I look like I take steroids? I've been lifting for six years. Like, no. <laughs> um but she said that the uh, the endocrinologist wanted me to get rechecked because I had gone at like 1130 after peaking hours of testosterone. I was just like, all right, look, I've waited this long. What's another couple more weeks, right? So schedule this stupid blood work. I go get more blood work drawn. And uh, my total, so before, my total came back 394 on the lower end of the range, but still decent. It came back at 185 during peak hours, so it was worse. Wow. And when was this? Uh, my free test testosterone, where this was on 917, so just under a month later. So it went from total went from 394 to 185, and free went from 3.6 to 3 during. So I went from testing outside peak hours to testing at peak hours. And, um, my endocrinologist was like, yeah, let's, uh, you know, get you started on TRT. So we kind of had that, that meeting discussion, went over all the details. And, um, I've been on testosterone since, uh, about two months now, maybe a little bit longer. How are you feeling now? Better. Um, I, you know, they, he started me on a very conservative dose. Um, he started me at 75 milligrams every, so we were going to do 150 every two weeks, um, intramuscular injections. And I said, well, why don't we just do every week, split the dose in half, make it a little more consistent. And he said, you know, that's, that's a pretty good idea. Let's, you know, try that. So I did 75 a week for about a month and uh, got re. I knew it wasn't going to 
see and then just kind of gradually build up because you were cutting out. Sorry. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of you were cutting out there. Can you start back over at 75 milligrams a week? Hold on. You're frozen. Get some, tur- I- some turbulence here. <laughs> we good? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So I started at 75 milligrams a week. Um, I figured that was going to be a little bit low. Uh, you know, it might bring my levels up a bit, but I wasn't really going to be feeling that much better. But that's kind of the thing, right? Um, as you've said on your podcast, a lot of times dialing in is a huge part of it and even tweaking as you go, you know, things might need to change over. And, um, I think that's one of the things that not many people and myself included in the beginning, we don't really realize, right? We've just, we've been feeling like crap for so long and we've kind of accepted that as our new normal way of feeling, even though we recognize that it's bad. And when something like TRT comes up or a way to feel better, we're like, I don't care how much you give me, just pump me full of whatever is going to make me feel better, sure. right? But it's so, hormones are such a deeper thing than a lot of people realize and pay attention to. So starting at that low conservative dose and then increasing as you go is going to be far more better than giving you a huge bolt of it every week and then having to dial back, especially if you start feeling really, really good and then yeah. you're afraid you're going to start feeling like crap again. So. Or just throw additional medications on top of it because you've got other side effects, you know? Yeah, all- yeah, definitely. So that was one of the things too that, um, and it was interesting because I kind of took the news to Instagram. I'm very transparent with everybody on Instagram with health and stuff like that. Um, just being involved in the fitness space. And then I think that, you know, me being a diabetic, though I, I don't have a lot of followers who are diabetic, my page was initially started to bring that sort of news and help diabetics out, whether it be with, you know, recipes or, or product reviews that focus on like low blood sugar or just informative content. And, um, you know, I realized that once I kind of came out with this and said, you know, my testosterone levels are low or here's what's going on with me. Um, I started getting messages from, from a couple different people. And one of the things that they warned about was like, Hey, they might want to put you on an AI, probably not a good idea or something you're going to want to go on. So, uh, thankfully, you know, my endocrinologist, that wasn't really a discussion we would have had. Uh, but I don't think either way he would have forced it on. Yeah. So now I'm up to a hundred milligrams a week. I asked for a, bomb um but as of 11 8 uh my total testosterone came back at 773 um and then my free testosterone came back at 9.5 um so my levels are definitely good uh, my energy levels definitely feel better my sleep has improved digestion is good um i'm noticing i seem to be a little more sensitive to the insulin that i take um, my blood sugars even seem to trend on, on the lower side, especially during the day. Um, and then my gym performance, uh, seems to be picking back up. And on top of that, you know, I was hoping, I was hoping that, um, getting my testosterone levels up, my injuries were going to heal themselves pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, they haven't quite gotten to that point, but they're definitely more manageable almost to the point where they're not even really there anymore. Nice. Awesome. So if there's, 
What would you say is the number one most important piece that you'd like a fellow diabetic to take away from, from what you do? What do you want to say to people? Well, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the funny thing is that I don't know how many other diabetics there are that both pursue, um, the sort of avoid sugar, like the plague, watch what you eat and just kind of live that, that secluded, quiet diabetic life. And that's, going to sound kind of bad, but I guess anybody that I've ever come across who's a diabetic, they seem a little more on the, I don't want to say they're sedentary or they're not very physically active, but they don't necessarily present themselves in like, I'm a weightlifter. I go to the gym and lift weights, you know, but on the flip side, you have the people in the fitness industry. And so I'm kind of a culmination of both, I guess a little bit of a special case, but, um, you know, seeing both sides being on, on both of these sides for years and years and just how, how people are. Um, the biggest things that I have seen that aren't paid attention to are sleep and digestion. Um, and that goes into a lot of things that goes into, you know, um, the foods you eat that goes into the caffeine that you take in, um, those have been things that I have sort of let take a backseat in my life that here and there I've kind of abused, you know, everybody loves to eat. Everybody loves that caffeine buzz, but we don't pay attention to how it affects our digestion. And it, we don't pay attention to how, you know, eating right before bed or, you know, not eating the right things throughout the day. It just, it disrupts our sleep. And um, those things play directly into our hormones and um, our stress levels and things like that. And everybody wants to count calories and fit as much food or fun foods into their calorie a lot. And as long as they're hitting their macro, you can screw sleep mentality and stuff like that. And hey, it all catches up with you. And I'm a clear representation of that because it hit me all at once, all in the matter of a couple months. Yeah. Your story is fascinating to me and you're incredibly well-spoken. It's a joy to listen to you. Um, where can we find you you on Instagram? uh, Can you hear me? Yeah. On Instagram. So my username is the macro diabetic and, um, I'm actually looking to, of course I, I wish I would have had it by the time we did this episode, but, um, this whole being irritated with the, uh, the way that the medical industry has kind of neglected hormones or, um, you know, just, I guess my story this whole year has kind of uh, made me inspired and motivated to start my own podcast on those exact topics uh, involving diabetes and health. So uh, shameless plug, but that will be launched fairly soon uh, before the end of the year as well. What's it going to be called? Do you know yet? Um, Diabetically speaking. Oh, I like that. Nice. Awesome. Let me know when uh, when you get that up and running. We'll mention it a few times. Absolutely. All right. Well, it was a pleasure. Um, I'm sure we'll speak again in the future. I'd like to hear more about your story and ask some probing specific questions. I just wanted to be able to introduce people to you and your Instagram and, and podcast so that they know where to find you. But 
we'll have to catch up once you're all dialed in and feeling great. Absolutely. And, um, honestly, finding your podcast has been a really big help. Um, you have a lot of insightful information and it's really nice to hear the collaboration that all of you guys bring to the table at once. And I think that, you know, being able to have that information, having the Facebook group, which I know there's some changes going on with that. I've been, I've been trying to keep abreast of the situation, but you know, it's one of those things where I noticed that a lot of members are coming to the group. They're asking these specific questions and, Sometimes I'll look at the questions and I'll be like, people just aren't doing mm-hmm. research on these topics. Like what's going on? But at the same time, when you're faced with something like that, mm-hmm. low testosterone, not only do you not know where to look, you don't have the energy exactly. to go looking for it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so, a lot like you. I'm going to do my own research and I'm very analytical. But when you said it, I mean, that's. I'm really passionate about those guys and there's not a lot of groups out there that will allow them to even ask those repetitive questions, but they don't, they don't have the brain capacity with deficient testosterone to figure this stuff out. So ask away, you know, we're, we're teaching people as they go. And then I, I, I can see the guys that join the group and ask those questions. They get on testosterone, they start to learn some things within the group and then they're the ones answering those questions for the next guy. And I really, I really love it. But yeah, as you said, I don't know how much longer Facebook's going to last. They're it's they're making it difficult for sure. But anyway, okay, definitely let me know when the podcast is up and running, and uh, we'll talk again soon. I definitely will. Thank you very much for having me on. Our pleasure. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community. 